This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, Episode 9. Did you find that uh, baseball video games were more fun as it got more intricate? I'd stop playing them. Yeah. I think I think they're probably way more fun than they used to be, dude. I mean, like I said, we've talked about how games are so immersive now that people flunk out of school. Yeah. Like lots of people flunk yeah. out of school or drop out because they're addicted to video games. And these baseball games are no exception. We talked about how you can make your own park. You mm-hmm. can field a, a, you know, your own custom team or you can rewind and play play it out what if what we hadn't traded this guy and like fulfill our, all of your baseball fantasies yeah so we have to take into consideration that this is a factor in how things are playing out on the real field yeah. so to speak is yeah. the video game life is creeping into actual baseball oh yeah because the a lot of fans um if you're a super hardcore baseball fan right now in in your you know a generation behind us or whatever mm-hmm. there's no way that you don't know about and play these games right the like a a maximum baseball fan is going to be involved not just in those playing those games but in the community like making videos about these games even you know it, it's got to be a lot of fun to go head to head with somebody you know and actually be ranked in a tournament you know for playing these games and thinking that you get to make cool choices about who you're going to, who, you know, what your team is. I, it sounds like so much fun. I know that if I started in, in on that, I'd probably get sucked in as I usually am with the game. I'm kind of careful about the games that I play. Yeah. You've got other games like out of the park baseball, out of the park baseball. My uncle plays this. This is way more. Um, I don't care. I'm not controlling what's happening on the field. I'm just making all the, the, the managerial decisions. So it's like Sim City. It's like more like a sim and people get really into this and they have, there's all kinds of different ways to play it. You can make your own league, you know, with your own prospects that you're developing uh, or you can play against other people. There's all kinds of baseball games. Some of them are more arcadey than others, right? Some of them are more like a closer simulation of the actual game and then others are like, we made it more fun, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. The main question I have for you is... Being a gamer and yet, you know, I know there's a lot of big John Madden football tournaments and that's, there's big money in that, but we'll, we'll just say there's a, I'm sure there is a baseball version of that where people go head to head and they're ranked and this, that, and the other. How much of it brings luck in and how much is it the skill of the gamer? Is there still some luck in it? It depends on which game you're playing. Okay. For most of these games, if you win, you do get bragging rights. You were better that day. I mean, now now people will will blame things like their lag, maybe. I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly don't. I'm not involved in this scene. Okay. <clears throat> Damn. I dabbled in competitive video game playing. And it's incredibly frowned upon for people to complain when they lose. Because it's kind of like, you know, oh, he's using cheat moves. Like, you can use those moves, too. Mm-hmm. It's almost unheard of that you say that this guy's like winning in a you acknowledge that he's using a strategy that maybe isn't the most intelligent or the most artful you acknowledge that but it's a game he found a way to win she found they found a way to win um and i think you you still get complainers because these are a lot of them like younger people you know not the most mature but (laughs) i got two words i got two words for you and i want to know if this conjures up an image concerning this topic M. Bison. <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of Street Fighter. So, do you know what move I'm talking about? Uh, 
psych the psycho crusher or what which one it just depends on which version there's like 23 versions of this game that feature him slightly original i there was one about tournament edition street fighter 2 tournament edition the first time when you could you could play as as uh the bosses yeah from you could do the slide move with the foot and you could pin someone in a corner oh just and just keep pushing the button and just slide until they're dead right so people didn't like that. That's like the fake slide in football. They had to change the rules and fix that. So yeah. it was more balanced. So I'm like Street Fighter is a perfect example of a game that's like constantly being rebalanced. They yeah. come up with a new version that rebalances things that reacts to, you know, the way that the players are playing and what ends up being like dominant strategy. You try to fix that. You know, you try to give players ways to always have a counter move if they're fast enough, if they're quick enough, if they're smart enough. There should always be a counter move to whatever. Mm-hmm whatever's happening or if you don't have that depth then you don't have interesting gameplay yeah because if someone can just do you know this backflip kick move over and over and over again win a match like that and there's nothing you can do about it you're not going to put another quarter in the machine right i wouldn't yeah i mean i used to play that game in a lot of different fighting games and i had a lot of people just walk away angry at me (laughs) um I, I I had a little more respect though. I wouldn't. I would never use a strategy that I consider to be just ultra cheese. But yeah. I would definitely use like a good baseball manager any little advantage use I can cheese, to try yeah. to try to get a try to win. I mean, <clears throat> you know that's what we're talking about when you talk about the Astros stealing signs, banging on trash cans, guys using the sticky stuff. Um, you know, using all the metrics you can to try to find a player that's going to help you out in situations that maybe you weren't thinking of and will actually end up giving you more wins over his replacement you know they're just trying to get that advantage trying to win it's a game it's a game like no other okay here's what i'm thinking at the moment so lockout's over season has season 2022 hasn't started but it's very close so we're on the cusp of something that's different at this moment in history. And this is kind of the basis for all of the shows, but ignoring that, what to you stands out as the thing. And you can go as small or large as you want. What is the thing that sort of worries you the most in a sense, as we stand on the cusp of the UDH and some other things, you know, there's other things on the chopping block, but here we are, 2022 season about to start officially. Is there anything that you go, this This is the thing that has me the most rattled? We always end up talking, going back to the DH as a thing that is kind of a deal breaker for me. Like I just, it's not just that. Um, what's it? It's like the straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing. Like once you pull it out, like the, the house of cards will fall. Is, is it kind of like... I don't see myself watching many games this year at all. And how did you do in the 2020 shortened year where it was DH on both sides? So I was subscribed to news. I followed... Maybe I didn't watch a lot of games, but I would definitely watch a recap here and there. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, check in on the team. But, you know, I... Uh, and and I, I went to a game. I went to a game in 2021. Not in 2020. No one went to the games. Um, oh, to, that's right. Yeah, I went to I one game in 2021. That. Yeah. Okay. And so you experienced the nets. You experienced the <clears throat> yeah, the ticking the clocks. Yeah. And 
so the the Giants had an exceptional year in 2021. Right. Uh, how how would you assess yourself as a fan? Uh, last season, were you in touch slightly? I was fo- I was following the team all year. You okay. know, I mean this quite literally in that I was subscribed to a news feed where every day I got what happened with the Giants. Okay. And if I wanted to, and if I had time, I could watch the 20 minute game recap. Uh-huh. And every once in a while, I you know I think I watched part of a game on it. You know, it's not a lot. I, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I was there for the playoffs for sure. I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about different kinds of fans. Like I'd show for the playoffs for sure. F- of course I'm going to show up for Giants for Studgers plays. How do I not? Yeah. I can't not watch that. Yeah. But let's say it's 2025. Okay. And it's Giants Dodgers in the playoffs. Again, they've banned the shift. The UDH is already a thing. They're already playing that way in spring training. The, you know, my sense of, I know your sense of dread about opening day is very yeah, real. <laughs> but for me, it's already like they are already yeah. doing this in spring training right now. Right. But let's say it's 2025. They've banned the shift. Um, you know, we've got the UDH. Um, I won't be good company watching a baseball game. I'm not going to invite my my downstairs neighbor over who's just a casual fan to come watch the playoffs with me because I'm going to be complaining the whole time. You'll feel like, yeah, the game. I, I will be that guy. I'm like, oh, can you something. believe? Can yeah. you believe? And he, he's going to look at me like, what are you talking about? Who right. cares? Right. I like it when guy hits ball with bat. Mm-hmm. Does that make more guy hits more balls with bat? Well, that's good. Baseball. So, yeah. am I going to follow the team this year? Yeah, what's I your don't prediction? Know. The only difference, the only reason I'm not completely breaking up with baseball again and not even going to look, I, if I had heard about this and I hadn't heard Mona Lisa baseball season one, I would be like, F you baseball, I'm out. A 100% chance I would be done with baseball when I, the minute I heard that the UDH was real, mm-hmm. I would be, that's it. But because of this show, because we're doing the show together now, you know, I, maybe now I'm, I, I might pay a little more attention. I might want to see, I'm obviously curious to see how some of these new rules play out. Yeah. But am I going to go buy a hat? No. Am I going to yeah. go to a game? No way. It's curiosity instead of emotion. It, yeah. It, it's nothing pulling you in. It's, it's more of the train wreck syndrome or the the rubbernecking at the the side of the highway it's i want to see how bad it got not i need to know if the giants won i was recently in nevada in a small town just over the mountains on the other side of tahoe and really that's a be- big really little city beautiful country out there man yeah. uh got to ride atvs uh out in the middle of nowhere just oh, it was really amazing and one night I was in a bar, I'm in with my group, and we've been hanging out all day, and there's another group of, of locals at the next table over, and they're talking about baseball. Mm. And, you know, like, I've been talking to my buddies all day long, and I've, you know, I've had a few drinks, I'm like, they're talking about baseball, I'm just going to go walk up and talk to them. I got a lot to say about baseball right now, we're fresh off um, recording the last session, and I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to talk to a baseball fan. Yeah. I want to get his take on this. Because at that moment in time, it, like I think the the new deal had been announced and all the changes were now. It's like, oh, this is happening. UDH okay. is happening. So I'm like, oh, I heard you guys talking about baseball. Stands up. He's like seven feet tall. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he probably played a lot of ball, probably more than I did. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, this and that. I forget what he's talking about. But so I bring up, you know, UDH and uh, he's like, great, love it. Love it. Can't wait. 
can't wait more offense this is great and i'm like and we we get into it and i'm and i'm just listening to him i'm not trying to judge you know i i i, I bring up my points about the yankees and the rays been throwing each other forever i don't know how i don't want to watch the giants and dodgers do that i don't like that brand of baseball and you could tell this glint in his eyes like he didn't mind at all he loved the gladiatorial aspect of it mm-hmm. um this is a guy who walked who had no problem with fights in hockey you know mm-hmm. loves football that kind of sports fan which i have to you know it's slowly I have to understand that I'm in the minority where I don't like to see sports. I don't like to watch sports where guys are trying to hurt each other. Yeah. So, you know, this guy and he, okay. So then we get around it. He was actually a pitcher and we talked about the brush, the brush back and how, if you don't come to bat like that. Oh, great. That's, and I'm trying to remember what he said exactly, but I think he was just coming at it from a purely entertainment point of view. He's like, I just want to be entertained. Uh, I don't care if these guys are throwing at each other. I, I love it. It's great. It's more entertaining for me when there's more drama, I guess. Yeah. So I didn't change his mind Yeah. Uh, about the the UDH. Did he um, used to hit? I don't know. Oh, was he you, at PO? <laughs> I, yeah. didn't, I didn't ask him that. He, yeah. was, he was a real, real nice guy. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed my conversation with him. But it was, it wasn't surprising, but it was remarkable that you know i came literally face to face with the force that's pushing baseball part of the force that's pushing baseball in a certain direction and and i wonder sometimes if i wonder if let's say mlb let's say we're in an alternate reality and mlb tv was run had different priorities okay and they were talking about how we need to unify the leagues so that all the pitchers hit what if they were pushing that message every day for like 15 years right what would he be saying now would he be taking the same line would, or would he be saying something like, well, I appreciate uh, how entertaining it is when a pitcher comes to bat and it changes the game a little bit yeah. because the way you pitch to him is, is actually interesting because it's not a, re- it, it's different. And if he's really good at hitting, then they, oh, isn't that, isn't that the best? Because now you've got this guy who's helping out his team. Like, isn't that so great to see a guy play it, play it both ways? You know, there's so many arguments easy arguments to be made to why the game is better when the pitcher hits, but no one's making those arguments except us. And if you don't hear, if you hear something every single day by Billy Ripken, <laughs> you know, saying, poor fella saying the players want this owners, everyone wants this, you know, the fans want it. Yeah, you keep What's saying taking everyone. so long. And it, if you hear that every day, you start to think, ah, yeah. Yeah. I guess everyone wants this. Like it, it's all, it's all about, if you watch TV that tells you constantly, every single hour, that um, people come from the South are coming to do crimes and take take your jobs, it's going to change the way you feel about people coming from the South, right? Whether it's true or not. It doesn't even have to be true. You can tell a different story on a different channel and say, these are people trying to improve their lives and they're, they're, they're going North for opportunity and and how wouldn't you do the same if you were in their in their shoes and then it makes you feel completely different about these people right like it's all about hearing something repeated over and over again and you know maybe we should set our sights on MLB TV maybe they're the problem yeah i think they're probably tied in cuz when bud selig was first put in as the interim commissioner i've heard him talk about how he tried to get everyone on his side and he wanted all the owners to kind of see it his way. And it took a long time. There was a lot of different owners back then. And basically his pitch was come follow me. You will cash in 
and you will see a popularity in baseball like you've never seen before. And on some level that worked. It worked really well. And I think it's because just alone the the price of a franchise and all that, something has gone positively uh, financially for baseball. Um, so now, not too long after Bud Selig was kind of doing his thing, and there was probably some crossover, the MLB channel came out. And I think it's just kind of prescribed to the same thing, which was, hey, listen, let's keep going this route. If we say it long enough, we have the logo, we have the title, we're the official channel of this sport. We say it long enough, it's going to go that way. And it's totally working. Yeah, It's working fantastically. And prices are going up and the game is changing and the people don't seem to care. So it's like a slam dunk for them. It's just the the people that have seem to have the most reverence for just just the sport that seem to be the most offended by what's happening. And I guess I'm 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 quite surprised how many people take the side of this guy that you met in a bar that's just I want to straight be entertained. Because I don't know, when when I've been watching baseball and it's say July and it's a day game and I'm watching the game, this hasn't happened a whole lot. But if I am kind of bored by it, I never really put thought into what would make me want to keep me in my chair and keep watching this game. I would pretty much just think I should probably do something else if I'm bored, but I never took it out on the sport. But it seems like that's what's happening is baseball is at fault for me not being entertained. And I think that's bullshit. You know, that's why I bring up chess so many times is nobody's entertained by chess except the people playing it, and maybe some real diehards. Um, I didn't think baseball would fall in that category. I find it more entertaining than watching a chess game. Uh, But probably because of everything that goes into a full season, you know, the fact that it starts in spring, you get all this hope, and then right before winter sets in, you kind of get to see this grand finale, and you got to go through it the whole summer, and that regenerates itself every year. So the the annualness of it was very fun. Where chess doesn't really have that sort of thing. I I don't think. <laughs> I don't know if they have like you're not a, down with a, the pro chess circuit. Yeah, I, I I don't know how that works, but it certainly played out really well in you know TV radio baseball where you start school back up and you're getting close to the playoffs, and then October baseball is just there's something special in the air, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I never saw it as a problem that the regular season wasn't as entertaining, but you know, it's going to be a problem to the business owner. And uh, I guess you just got to keep going back and look at it from their take and take it for what it is, which is the business right now is more important than the art form. And I hope it swings the other direction. I think we help give it hope to swing that direction, but it's hard to be such a minority voice when People are basically saying, don't get out of the, or don't get in my way for being more entertained when baseball is on. And I think the catch there is they're not going to be more entertained and they'll wonder why. And they'll start thinking about the sport and picking on it more and find the new thing. Just like what we're saying earlier about, well, why should Ozzy Smith hit? And they're going to always chase this thing that just didn't happen as frequently as people liked. 
And, you know, how sweet was it that the Red Sox finally won the World Series in 2004 for all the Red Sox fan that had to endure all that shit? They had to go through all of it to feel that good. I just, I think that's important. And, you know, how long will it be until it's, you know, <laughs> two champions in the same year or, you know, <laughs> These are the the five winners of the World Series. Isn't that great? We're a World Series champion too. And it's, mm. you used to have to be the best team in your league. Now you just have to be the best six to get in. You can win like 85 games and make the playoffs. Yeah. Now. I mean, the Twins did that in 87. They won 85. They had the worst record. That's going to happen all the time. All now. the other playoff teams, but they were really hard to beat at home. Let me see here. It's impossible to make something perfect better. <laughs> it's impossible. I mean, I could argue that baseball is close to perfect and not quite perfect, but that's that's not. A, I don't think that's an interesting discussion. Well, what's interesting about that is, you know, like um, whoever it is you're attracted to. Yeah. Is it perfection that you're looking for, or is there some sort of imperfection that brings you to this person even more. I've heard this spoken about and I know what people are talking about, but if you could computer generate your ideal woman, would she knock your socks off as much as a pure blooded human? No. Never. I don't think so. And same thing with Kelly Slater's uh, wave pool. He can create you a perfect barrel for 12 hours a day. And you can get in that barrel and it can feel great. But does that really compare to putting 100 hours in the ocean and just catching a freak barrel? You can have both. You can live in a world where you appreciate both. Mm, yeah. But... I mean, when you ask me about what I can I fall in love with a, with a fake robot, the answer is always going to be no to that. So, you know, in video games, we have a thing that we say, okay? We talk about strategies and we say, uh, we have a word here called broken strategy. When someone says that's a broken strategy, it means the rules have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very important thing that you gain consensus with the other people involved in the metagame as to what's broken and what's just interesting. Yeah. And where you draw that line is where the game gets made. So when you're sending a guy back and forth between two teams four times in 22 days, that's a broken strategy. Yeah. Why? It's not fair to the guy. Yeah. Come on. What are you doing to this guy? Yeah. Seriously. This is a guy. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Going back to Milwaukee, it's it's like, you're kidding. Yeah, exactly. We're not kidding. I bet the fourth time he thought it was actually a joke. Okay, I'm calling your bluff. It's like, there's no Like, No, put the manager on the phone. I don't believe you this time, Uh, Raul. I'm not going. No. Like, well, you are. You think your agent, wouldn't it be great if it was on April 1st? Your agent calls you up. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. I know. You got to believe me when I tell you. Yeah, I don't. Uh, It's like, I thought we did this last week, Bob. We did? Can you imagine this guy's like Instagram page? Is he constantly changing his team back and forth? <laughs> Hal, you're not sending me back to Milwaukee. 
I'm sorry, Dave, mm-hmm. you're going back to Milwaukee. It's like, oh, I, good. I hadn't even upgraded my Twitter. I hadn't even, I forgot to change yeah. it last time. I don't have to change it again. I'm back on the, on the Brewers. So, so what does it mean when we say like being part of the discussion in the, in a games, you know, meta is, is knowing these terms and you got to be able to speak the language, right? We have to involve ourselves into baseball and we have to gain it. We're not doing this to gain an audience, but the only way, the only way we can get these ideas out there, these very, which seem like very simple, Mm -hmm. simple, basic things, play real baseball. Mm -hmm. We have to find a way to get, to get that, that message out there. I I know we're never going to be MLB TV. We, we may only have a handful of people, whoever hear this. Gotta hijack it like the Joker. (laughs) But maybe somebody will hear it and they'll take and do something with it. And you know, you and I both know that this isn't just about baseball. We're using baseball as a way to talk about instant gratification society and, and why that's a dangerous road to go down. And like the need for people to be constantly stimulated all the time is... Yeah, and vice versa, though. You have to have a balance in your life, okay? You can't just constantly be stimulated all the time. You're talking about a broken... um, We use society to talk about baseball. Like, it's both. (laughs) Using baseball to talk about society, it's, it's basically what I keep discovering is that it is synonymous. What we're seeing is in all of it. And we highlight baseball, but that's why we're able to pull in so many different analogies and examples of what's happening because you just keep going back to, oh my God, it's happening there too. And of course it's happening in baseball because it's happening in life. Yeah. These changes in baseball reflect changes in American culture Mm -hmm. almost directly. Yeah. Do you know that, I can't remember if this has been said already, but it always surprises me that you will have people for a minute say that they saw the movie, but then they'll realize that you're looking at them funny and they'll say, well, I saw some of the clips, but the movie was made as we'll just call it a piece of art. You know, did you spend the hour and a half? You know, imagine if I would have told you that I saw 2001 Space Odyssey when I know that I fell asleep in the first half hour. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I got through the monkey shit. Yeah, like, I, I get it. And you'd go, nah, no, I don't think you get it. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I had someone ask me, he said, I, I'd asked him if he'd seen uh, the movie Whiplash. And he goes, so what happened with the music book? And I go, I, I, I don't know what you mean. And he goes, did... So did the guy steal the music book or like who took the music book? And I said, oh, I, you know, it, it's not really stated in the movie. It just kind of goes away. And he thought that was the crux of the movie where it had almost nothing to do with it. No. But he felt like he knew about the movie. Like it wasn't worth seeing Whiplash. Mm. So what you're saying is they're making baseball for people who want to just watch the highlights. A hundred percent. Right. I think we're, you know, one of the big problems with, the people who talk about sports is they're so into sports, they're changing the channel all the time. They're yeah. going back and forth between like hockey and football. Maybe they have four TVs on. It's like, oh, well, this isn't grabbing my attention. Well, fuck you. Fuck you if baseball's not grabbing your attention every, every moment. Good for baseball then. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That makes it better because it's not always yeah. waving. It's whatever in your yeah. flag in your face. That's the normal pace of life is that. 
No, no. Entertain me 24-7. And why else would somebody watch clips of movies unless they were almost I, th- I think because it like won propelled into that life. I think it because it won an award and so you want to feel cultured and so you go and you watch a video that's talking about it. Yeah, but it's shorter while you're going to the bathroom. But okay, I agree with that, but it's not just a single movie where this is happening. The people people that are significantly younger than me are watching clips of movies and calling it good. So they think they understand the art. <laughs> the entirety of the art. Yeah. And you could see it in baseball exactly, which was, well, Sports Center seems to tell me the only things that are important are the four home runs and the strikeout that made the eighth hitter look silly. That's the only thing of value in baseball. It's like, well, what about how he legged out the double into a triple because he knows the center fielder doesn't have an arm? It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, what about when the first baseman ran down the line and made it over the shoulder catch? Like, that if yeah. that everyone who's ever played baseball yeah. knows is, like, almost impossible yeah. to do, and these guys do it every day. While he ran up the mound of the bump. <laughs> While he runs yeah, up exactly. the bump and, and dodges a man with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and still comes down with it. Yeah, <laughs> that is just as important as every other play. But yet Sports Center made the decision that chicks dig the long ball. Yeah. And there you go. It's home yeah. runs or die. But and here's the thing. If they ran other highlights that weren't those highlights, people would watch Sports Center. A small percentage of people change the channel and mm-hmm. don't watch the next commercial. Mm-hmm. So this goes again to the problem of having to lump the big sports in together. Because we'll just say half of the audience, when they're watching, you know, this is Sports Center 25 years ago, but the half hour show or an hour, you're like, well, I like this show, but I, I have to put up with the baseball highlights. They're required to show you everything in the world of sports. This is what kills me about the big people that have big audiences is they can't just skip over the sports. Somehow they're required to talk about everything in the sports world that's relevant, whether they give a shit or not. So you're letting people have opinions on sports that don't care about it. And yet they're designed to just report what happened, but now they're getting their opinion on it. And because they have X amount of listeners, they seem like the expert or the authority. You know, think how little it means to a non-baseball person to say, Oh, I'm not going to take my 14-year-old to watch a bunch of bunting. And you're like, all right, whatever. You don't like the sport. But when it's someone like Rich Eisen that has hundreds of thousands of listeners, the stakes are so much higher. And we're putting him on a pedestal that shouldn't be there. And I'm not saying he doesn't know about other sports. He's clearly spent his whole life doing it. But he's not at the liberty to criticize that sport because he's not invested in it. I think if you're... if you Except he has to be because the station tells me he needs yeah. to be. If you're really big into covering football and basketball and hockey and UFC, if if you're doing all that, what you say about baseball automatically is disqualified. Like, I don't care what you're saying about baseball because I think – because of my personal experience, which is I am only yeah. a baseball fan. I enjoy watching basketball sometimes, but I – you know, baseball is my one and only true sport. That, that I love and will ever love. Let's get real. I mean, besides disc golf. But yeah. Probably. But we, we have to throw that in there. Okay. So put you against him. Two people 
Who should we listen to? The guy with 18 listeners or the guy with 350,000 listeners? It's like, well, I think we know who the expert yeah, is. Well, but yet you'd be wrong. We're working on that 19th listener, by the way. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you hear us. <laughs> I know no one likes him, but I think they got some points. I think we got some points. I think we got some really good points. I, I don't. This, this is why it's so. This is why we're here doing this show. Because we feel so strongly about this. The points are there. I cannot find anyone on the internet, on TV, anywhere saying that these rule changes are dumb because they're they're dumb. These rule changes are dumb. It's a desperate attempt to become more popular. They're going to ruin this game that we love. You don't have that depth and you don't have interesting gameplay. The business right now is more important than the art form. No, no, entertain me 24-7. I'm going to be complaining the whole time. I'm sorry, Dave. You're going back to Milwaukee. F you baseball, I'm out.